This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, March 18th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Signs of movement on shipping reform. And Russia allegedly targeting farm equipment. Senate to set up talks on key House bill. The Senate next week will take up a key step to begin negotiations with the House on an international competitiveness bill. That's important to agriculture in part because the House version of the bill includes the Ocean Shipping Reform Act, which would force ocean carriers to take on agricultural exports at U.S. ports instead of shipping back empty containers. The Senate next week will take the procedural step of swapping the text of its own competitiveness bill, which lacks the OSRA, for the House bill. Then, the amended version will be sent back to the House, allowing negotiations to begin on the final version of the legislation. Farm groups hope some form of OSRA makes it into whatever compromise emerges from those talks. In the meantime... The Senate has a different version of the OSRA, which is not quite as strong as the House version, uh, that the Senate Commerce Committee will vote on as a standalone measure next Tuesday. The committee's chairwoman, Maria Cantwell, a Washington Democrat, has said that bill will serve as the Senate's position on OSRA going into talks with the House. I take note, some sponsors of the House OSRA held a roundtable yesterday and Representative Dusty Johnson of South Dakota made it clear the final terms were negotiable. He said nobody wins when we start drawing lines in the sand, and while the House will fight for its preferences, getting something done takes priority, he said. Ukraine, Russia targeting farm equipment and machinery. Ukraine is doing its best to keep its farms operational, but the Russian invasion is making that difficult, a Ukrainian representative has told the World Trade Organization's Agriculture Committee. The Russian military is making it even harder by targeting Ukrainian farm equipment and machinery, the Ukrainian representative said. Geneva trade officials recounted Ukrainians' discussions with the committee this week. According to them, Ukrainian officials said its farmers are doing their best not to miss the growing season while putting their lives at risk. However, should the current circumstances not improve, Ukraine would be forced to restrict exports to ensure national food security. You also should know the House yesterday voted 428 to 8 to suspend normal trade relations with Russia and Belarus, allowing President Biden to raise tariffs on Russian goods. The bill also requires the U.S. Trade Representative to push for suspension of Russia's involvement in WTO. Farm credit chief, interest rates are manageable. Todd Van Hoos, president and CEO of the Farm Credit Council, believes farmers can handle the increased interest rates that are on the way as the Fed Reserve fights inflation. The Fed raised its target federal funds rate by a quarter percentage point this week. It's likely to raise rates a full point, maybe more by the time it's done, Van Hoos said in an AgriPulse Newsmakers interview. Even if they rise a full percent, we're still talking about very, very low interest rates, he said. A 30-year farm ownership loan still will be pretty affordable, he said. This week's segment of Newsmakers will be available today at 
AgriPulse.com. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak next. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Industry wants to talk hemp with FDA and feed control officials. Hemp companies are pushing feed control officials and the Food and Drug Administration to speed up the approval of hemp for animal feed. In a separate, identical letter to the Association of American Feed Control Officials and to FDA, the National Industrial Hemp Council says the current profile of research from around the world, including small research projects in the U.S., provides sufficient data necessary to prove that hemp seed is safe and effective feed ingredient. AFCO issued an open letter last month to ag leaders and policymakers saying that it's simply too soon to know whether hemp is safe for farm and ranch animals as well as for our pets. NIHC is asking for a webinar with FDA Center for Veterinary Medicine, AFCO, and USDA to discuss current research as well as pathways to expedite approval of hemp as animal feed. The Hemp Feed Coalition submitted an application a year ago for hemp seed meal and cake to be used as animal feed. A major sticking point, NIHC research conducted outside the U.S. to be considered. In a news release, NIHC said FDA CVM has requested that only studies using American-grown and American-processed hemp be included. This parameter negates decades of safety research that has been conducted. China still dominates U.S. soy trade. China was again the largest buyer and importer of U.S. soybeans for the week of March 4 to 10, that according to USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Of the roughly 1.3 million metric tons of old crop soybeans sold to foreign countries, Chinese buyers bought 395,500 tons, although that number may actually be higher. USDA also reported export sales of 297,600 tons to unknown destinations, which often turns out to be for delivery to China. Chinese buyers also accounted for nearly all of the export sales for the 22-23 market a year. China purchased 406,000 tons of new crop soybeans. 71,000 tons were purchased for unknown destinations. Farmers worried about just breaking even, AFBF says. The cost of producing crops would outpace revenues this year, leaving many farmers wondering whether they will be able to break even, an American Farm Bureau Federation economist writes in a market intel report. The largest expected production in, uh, expense increases in 2022 is fertilizer, increasing 12% from 21 to 22 after a 17% increase from 20 to 21. AFBF economist Shelby Myers wrote, in addition, she said, heading into the 22 growing season, farmers are facing supply chain challenges like never before. And that's why it's hitting their wallets like never before, too. Here's today's He Said It. From 
temporarily or completely eliminating barriers for fertilizer trade from other nations to input subsidies for our producers to offset input costs, we must be willing to put all available solutions on the table. That Representative Rick Crawford of Arkansas calling on Congress to address high farm input costs. Well, that's the break for this Friday, March 18th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nelly.